It's week nine in the NFL. It's Giants Raiders on Sunday live from Sin City, Las Vegas. What's up, everybody? I'm Brandon London, and this is your Blue Rush preview show. It's your Giants show and podcast for the New York Post and SNY. And let's introduce the crew. Two-time Super Bowl champ for the Giants, Lawrence Tynes, and longtime Giants beat writer for the Post, Paul Schwartz. Fellas, later in the show, we'll hear from Graphic Raider of OLV Raider Network. But let's get straight into this. No player interviews. No, we don't need to break it down X's and O's because no one really cares about that. Let's be honest. It's all about the storylines. What's up, gentlemen? Paul, uh, Paul, uh, Tynes looks like he's he's dressed in Raider. I'm ready. He's he's ready. He's got the silver in the back, and then he's got the black the on, on with the uh, with with the uh, with the suit. What's going I on, gentlemen? I am. I am. It's great to see you guys. I am just so happy for for Antonio Pierce. I had the privilege of playing with him. What a great opportunity for him to go show what he's about. And we'll talk about him at length in the show. But one of the smartest football players I ever played with. And uh, he's tough, right? He's from Compton. Grew up a Raiders fan. Um, He fits the mold of the silver and black. Um, Al Davis obviously would have left him leading his team. So this is going to be a fun matchup. Paul, let's get yeah, into it. Go ahead, Paul. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I, I um, um, you know, when I saw that news early in the morning, I'm like, wow, that's interesting. You know, good for uh, Antonio Pierce. And I said, oh, geez, the Giants got to play them this week. And, you know, I, you know, sometimes you get an interim situation like, man, we got them right where we want them. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into AP later. But, you know, we'll get into, you know, I covered his whole career with the Giants. And um, it's interesting. This is the only stadium I haven't been in, guys. Oh, Legion Stadium, the only stadium. So I am, I am actually looking. You know, the game. I'm not so sure. I am looking forward to the stadium. You know, when I went to Minnesota for the first time, I was blown away. When I went to SoFi Stadium for the first time, I was blown away. Uh, Ford Field in Detroit, I think, is underrated. I think it's terrific. Look, when I went into ATT Stadium in in Arlington, Texas, I was like, "Holy smokes! This is what a stadium looks like, huh?" I mean, it looked like a palace. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm I'm, ex- I'm I'm stadium excited, maybe more than game excited at this point. Oh, you're gonna love that stadium. I was there for a Chelsea match, and I got like a behind the scenes tour. It's a one, absolutely a one. Uh, Paul, let's get straight into the practice report, injury updates, and let's get into talking about these storylines for this game. We can start kick us off with some uh, Antonio Pierce talk right after you finish with some uh, injury updates, please. Sure. Um, well, um, you know, Daniel Jones is back, of course. You know, we, we, he was cleared. He's ready to roll. And, um, you know, Daniel said he was excited. You know, you could tell. You know, you guys were players. You can tell. When you're playing, you, when you're not playing, it's miserable. You know, when you're hurt, it's, it's you know, you can't, it's like you have no oxygen, right? You can't breathe. You have no, you have no professional oxygen to play. So, look, Daniel knows he's coming back into a tough situation. He wasn't, you know, the team wasn't playing great when he left, but he just had a lighter feel to him. He was excited. And I asked um, um, Darius Slayton about um, Daniel, and uh, he said, first ball he threw almost took my head off. And I said, well, what does that mean? He said, he was really excited. And um, I said, you know, what did you say to him? He said, I told, I said, you're not throwing to the trainers anymore, pal. Slow that heater down, you know? I mean, so <laughs> this was fun stuff. You need fun stuff. It's like, whoa, Daniel, I know you're excited to be out of here. Don't take my head off, okay? That was good. He's back. Um, Evan Neal sounds like he's going to play. He said he sounds much, uh, feels much better than he did last week. Um, um, Andrew Thomas was not in the locker room um, Wednesday. Um, 
I think he's trending to play. You know, that's a harder read. And look, the tough one is Darren Waller. You know, <laughs> Darren Waller, it's going to be weeks, not days with Darren Waller. You know, I mean, this is what Darren Waller said. Um, you know, he missed eight games last year with a hamstring issue, right? He said, the main reason I missed eight games last year is because I was trying to come back in two and I re-aggravated it two or three times in practice. I'm taking a little bit more of an approach of, okay, if it's four weeks, if it's three weeks, whatever it is, try not to be a, try not to be a hero and come back. Fellas, what does that say to you guys? That means he may have to shut it down for the season, honestly. You, you know, give a young guy some – I mean, you got Daniel Bellinger and see what he can, see what he can kind of do again in his second year. Lawrence Cager gets bumped up off the practice squad more than likely, but it's time to see what else you have out there. And that's unfortunate because that's one of those storylines of the heading into this game. He has had the opportunity to go back and play against his former team. But honestly, guys, like, I, I think no one – really cares about those storylines heading around the Giants. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, Daniel's playing, but no one's excited about that. Everybody wants to see Antonio. Well, well, hold on, hold on. Hold, hold, no, hold on. I got to stop you there. Daniel Jones is in the first year of a four-year, $160 million contract. You know, don't tell me his start is not important. You know, there are a lot of games left. I mean, I think Waller will be back this season, by the way. I just, it could be a whole month. You know what I mean? Or so. But, you know, Daniel Jones has got to play. This is not some bum quarterback who they're riding out the season with. You know, um, he ha he can make a lot more out of this season. He's going to have an offensive line, which is going to be a lot better. Last time he played, there was no Saquon Barkley out there, right? You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, ha not having Waller is no good. But this is important for Daniel Jones. It's important for the future of the Giants. And, you know, they they're not going to make the playoffs, but they can still do some things this season. I really think so. I think Daniel Jones coming back adds something to this game. Paul, he could throw for 300. No one's going to care. That he's going to have to he's going to have to he's going to have to throw for 300 for the rest of this year for people to jump on the Daniel Jones train. This well, thing well, is you, you have to throw you have to win this game and then you play the next game. Okay, it's the Cowboys. That's a bad matchup. You know, then you have another winnable game. I mean, this is the first year of Daniel Jones's contract. You don't think it's important? The Giants just added a second-round pick with Leonard Williams. Now they got a first and two seconds. You want to start packaging picks to move up for a quarterback? Joe Shane doesn't want to have anything to do with that. So Daniel Jones has to play. Lawrence, don't you agree? I mean, this is important for Daniel Jones. Yeah. He's not somebody riding off into the sunset here. No, no, no. Yeah, I think, I think obviously the fans and everybody wants to see Daniel Jones with Andrew Thomas, Evan Neal, think what you want about him, and Saquon Barkley. I, yeah. I actually think in a weird way, um, this Darren Waller injury is actually going to benefit the team. I know that sounds stupid, but I really just think it takes away – if you're the defending team, if you're the Raiders, who do you go into the game, obviously, game planning for? Saquon Barkley. But you've got Hodgins. You've got Hyatt. You've got Slayton. You've got Wandell. Daniel did his best work last year without a tight end, right? We didn't know who was getting the ball. Was it Hodgins? Was it Slayton? Was it Richie James? I think this benefits, you know, maybe takes a little bit of pressure off Daniel to not always find and get the ball to Waller. I like this in a weird way. I know that sounds counterproductive. And then one transaction uh, question, Paul, I had for you is, is Gunnar Olszewski, and my God, I probably butchered that, is he going to be elevated back up, do you think? I mean, he had a great game. They yeah, put him, yeah, he was Did they put him back he on was, the practice yeah. squad? Yeah, he was practicing yesterday. Yeah, he's back. Okay, yeah, he's, so we anticipate him being elevated. Oh, absolutely. He'll be that punt returner. Yeah, yeah. He'll AJ Cole's a fantastic yeah. punter, and obviously we'll need a guy who can catch the football. 
Yeah. Okay. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm going to disagree on, on the Darren Waller thing with you, Tynes, because if you look okay. at the, the Commanders game, the Giants had pretty much their best game offensively outside of uh, the, that second half of the Arizona games. If you don't have a Darren Waller who can stretch the field throughout the middle of the field, yeah, you got Jalen Hyatt on the outside, Darius Slayton, but where's that safety going to lean now? That safety is going to lean towards one of those receivers, those fast receivers, as opposed to having to stay within the hash with a, with a threat at tight end. Daniel Bellinger is a great pass catcher, but he is not a threat when it comes to be able to catch and yak up there. So that's, that safety is now going to have to not not going to have to be within the hashes now, and he can get over there on one of those throws. So I would, if we're talking wanting to see Daniel Jones with Andrew Thomas and Saquon, then you would want to see him with a with a added with a Darren Waller as well to see what he can actually do in this full offense. That's fair. Yeah, we'll see. I yeah. I just. I just don't think Daniel did a good enough job, obviously, getting him the football. He had a, you know, a Miami game where he was solid and got him the ball. But a lot of that work was done on the outside of the field. If you think about those those ones, those drops maybe that we called them drops, the one on the left sideline, the one in the end zone. Um, but Hyatt and Slayton can can grab an, a, a safety's attention, guys. They, they're fast. So feature, feature Hyatt. I think, you know, Hyatt should have a big game here, especially yeah. going against Marcus Peters, who likes to guess a lot. All right, now let's get into Antonio Pierce. Means so much to this Giants organization. His first uh, head coaching game is going to be against the team he played five years with, won a Super Bowl with. Paul, you got a chance to cover him while you were here. Times we were both teammates with him. You were thin longer. Uh, Paul, what was it like? What was AP like from the, the writer standpoint? What were your interactions? I see you smiling. We got some good stories coming up. Look, from a writer's standpoint, he was terrific. You know, like I, I've told you guys, good quote, bad quote. You know, good player, not a good quote. Not a great player, good quote. You know, that's the way we talk about uh, Who's the new guy? Like, oh, he's a good quote. Antonio was a really good quote, but he was a little rough around the edges. You know, you had to clean up some of what he said, not because of his grammar, because of some unsuitable language for a family newspaper, right? Which is fine. Um, you can tell he was tough. You could tell he was into it um you could tell he was really smart i mean really when he broke down the game for you you know when i would talk to him about something he explained in a way where i could understand it you know he wasn't xing knowing me he was just moving chess pieces on the board he was really interesting um and um look I, i i've covered a lot of players over the years and a lot of guys were leaders in some sense he was a leader you could tell he had the back of his 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 teammates and he wanted if he if the defense played badly, he was at his locker. Come to me, talk to me about how bad we played. You know what I mean? Uh, he was a leader, I could tell, and he he was you know I had a really good relationship with him. But he was tough. He was tough to talk to sometimes because he was a tough guy. But um, and one thing I didn't like about him, he had the air horn, right? He always when the team was playing badly, <laughs> he had the air horn in the locker room. So in our 40 minutes in the locker room, every once in a while, he'd blow that darn air horn to be disruptive, to be like, man, we're not hearing this negative noise, man. I mean, Lawrence, you're laughing. You can explain what the hell the air horn was. Um, I didn't like that, but you know what? Big deal. He was, he was look, that, that, that screen pass in Green Bay in the first half, right, that he, that's a touchdown. He, that's a touchdown in the first half of, of Lawrence Tynes' famous you know, frozen foot game that is a touchdown if he doesn't make that 
you know, decipher that screen pass and stop the guy in his tracks. They kick a field goal instead of a touchdown. Lawrence may never get a chance to get his game-winning kick. So um, he was he was a he was a smart dude. Um, am I surprised he's a head coach? Not at all. Times you got to be ecstatic that a guy like AP is is now a head. It, it can be interim, but a head coach and has the opportunity to possibly show the entire league what he can do, how he can be a fisher of men, how he can lead. Uh, what did AP? What was what was the interactions like with you guys? Story. Are you smiling too? <laughs> man, he vibes, listen. Man. He's one of one, right? When you think about yep. Antonio yep. Pierce and what he brought to a football team, the leadership, how people just gravitated towards him. He was an undrafted player. People yep. forget that. Yep. He, Antonio Pierce was not drafted. He's from Compton. He is tough. He is everything you want a middle linebacker to be, and he's really, really, really smart. Um, he obviously made up a lot of – he had some physical limitations. He was not the best athlete on the field. He was not the strongest guy in the weight room. But he could play football. Um, and I think that's what you're going to get out of this Raiders team this week. People will – follow Antonio Pierce just like we did he's a leader we all wore black suits to the Arizona uh, Patriots Super Bowl 42 because it was the Patriots funeral he started that he it was his idea uh, I'm wearing this in honor of Antonio Pierce today because I love the guy he's a great teammate a great friend and, and I'm happy for him and listen with a lot of talk about diversity in this NFL let's not forget what the Raiders are doing here right a black executive with Champ Kelly and a black head coach and Antonio Pierce, and I hope he has the greatest nine-game stretch there can be where they give him consideration to get this job because Antonio Pierce has coached at the high school level, he's coached at the college level, and he's coached at the NFL level. And think about this. He got the job over Patrick Graham, who was everyone said is a, a budding future head coach. Antonio Pierce is a linebacker coach. That's how much this organization thinks about him and these players think about him. So – you can bet your butt that the Giants are going into a hornet's nest this week if I know anything about AP and how he's going to get those guys ready. And I wonder if it was the players who kind of brought his name up to Mark Davis because you heard the reports about uh, Mark Davis having dinner with Max Crosby, having dinner with uh, Don- Devontae Adams. And you wonder if they if they were the guys who were like, you know what, we got this one coach, you know, Anton Coach Pierce, who he's a players guy, he's a rah-rah guy, he's a leader. Let's bump him up. Let's see what he can do. And now I feel as though they're going to come out throwing. Defense is going to be playing on fire. These guys are going to be playing uh, highly motivated. And my little quick AP story, I remember when I first got the Giants TV job. It was 2016. I was at the a cigar bar in, in Hoboken, and he was there with uh, the Kavita. Mitchell, all those guys. And I, I was talking to him and I was like, hey man, can you give me some tips on TV? And he was, that was when he wanted to get out of TV. He was had the NFL live job and he was saying how, you know, the, the producers try and tell you to talk bad about a certain player and stuff. And he's like, I'm not like that. That's not my type of thing. That's when he was starting. He was like, I'm thinking about getting the coaching. I want to see what Herm does, XYZ. And I tried to get him to go with my dad, uh, my my dad, join my dad's staff. But he was like, nah, B-Lan, I'm not, I'm not going one double A or anything like that but it was just one of those things where you could hear it and now to be able to see it see the hard work he went to Arizona State worked his butt off and now and now he gets that opportunity so it just goes to show like we say we say he was undrafted he used to say I was drafted in the eighth round a lot of guys just say they got drafted in that eighth round and he'd be like London 
You better be busting your ass on special teams trying to make this team. You better be going running down there. Who cares that you're in shells? You better run down there and show that you're around the ball during during these drills and, and stuff like that to try and make this team. So you know that guy means so much to so many people in Giants. It's almost like you're 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 torn between this game. Because the Giants can't go to the playoffs if they, uh, I mean, maybe they can if they if they win this game. But at the same time, you want to see the success for a guy like that. Uh, uh, Times you mentioned Patrick Graham, is another storyline. Former defensive coordinator for the Giants. Uh, I mean, are you worried about the the Raiders defense? You think he's going to throw heat at them? Like, how do you feel Patrick Graham is going to go into this game? Well, you know, you got Shaplinski, Shaplinski over there as well. I mean, there's some some former Giants staffers there. Um, I'm more worried about the emotion that, that the Raiders will play with mm. just because of what's happened. And they did this a couple of years ago, if you remember, with Rich Bisaccia, this great, they do great it every, special teams they coach. They do it every few years, Mark. <laughs> they, they do, and they do I think I heard some crazy number, Paul. Uh, was yeah. it something about, I don't know, it's like eight head coaches in 14 years or something like that. It's a crazy, almost two a coach every two years, but you know, they, th- this team has been through this, the turmoil with Rich Passaccia, they get to the playoffs. They don't offer him the job. He was beloved by his team, by his team. Uh, the, the Raiders have issues organizationally, but I I'm just, th- this game gives me a little fear, a little pause. If I'm a giant fan because of what Antonio Pierce can do to that locker room. And if you go back and watch his press conference yesterday with champ Kelly, you're going to get a feel of what was said in that team meeting and what this team is going to be about on Sunday. And the only thing maybe helping the Giants right now is they're starting a rookie quarterback, a fourth-round yeah. quarterback, Aiden O'Connell. But this team's going to fly around and play spirited football. That's just pro football players galvanizing each other within the locker room. Teams do that. They're pros, and they've got a good roster. If you look at their roster, it's full of good players. The O-line's pretty good. Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers. I mean, you go down the list, Max Crosby, Marcus Peters, a really good linebacker. I mean, they've got some pieces. So they just got to play as one, and I think Antonio can can maybe you know get them to do that. Yeah, you mentioned uh, rookie quarterback. They're also going to have a new signal caller. They fired offensive coordinator Mick Lombardi. Now Bo Hardegree, quarterback's coach, gets bumped up. I mean, I, you love Wink. You understand Wink, what he brings to the table, but it's like you're, you're preparing for the unknown when it comes to this team. I can see them changing up their complete identity when it comes to offense and getting the ball to the league leader in rushing last year, Josh Jacobs, getting the ball to one of the top receivers in the game, Devontae Adams. So who knows what to to expect or what to prepare for when you're going into this week. Uh, Paul, any any other storyline? What, what, in terms of a writer, what's – What's the best headline for you in this game in terms of storylines? Well, a, a couple of things. Don't forget, you know, Patrick Graham, a lot of times when a team does this, they don't want to take a coordinator. Like if you yeah. make Patrick Graham the head coach, right, now who's calling the defense? Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. he, he won't be able to do both. So they, they fired the offensive coordinator. They, have, they, they bump up the quarterback's coach. That's fine. And now Patrick Graham can stay as the defensive coordinator. And Antonio Pierce, you know, He's the linebacker coach. They can they can make up that that position yep. during the game. You know what I mean. So it makes sense. And also, look, this is this is the Raiders, right? You know, Antonio Pierce and the Raiders certainly make sense. You can see Al Davis will, would have liked 
Antonio Pierce. I guess the son likes him too, Mark Davis. Um, and yeah, I mean, the Raiders are a commitment to mediocrity. That's what they are. I mean, they're, they're you know, it's not commitment to excellence because they fire people who they shouldn't fire. They hire people they shouldn't hire. I mean, Josh McDaniels is the first coach, guys, in NFL history to be fired in the second year of his job twice before mm. the end of the season by two different franchises, okay? So two different franchises after, mm. but before the second year said, we've had enough of you. I mean, he was a bad hire to start with. What did he get, six years? I think, did he get a six-year contract? Six, yeah, four yeah. years left. Six year. yeah. yeah, four years so left. They're going to take him four more years you know, to go be an offensive analyst for Bill Belichick again or whatever the heck he does, you know? I mean, it, it's, it's and, 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 you know, the team didn't like him. I mean, what do you think Devontae Adams thinks about, you know, Josh McDaniels? You know what I mean? I mean, he started Brian Hoyer in a game instead of, uh, oh, you know, I mean, it, it just made no sense. He's a bad coach. Um, you know, I guess he can run an offense. He can't. He couldn't run an offense as the head coach. Uh, so, um, yeah, we, we talked to Brian Dable. You asked me about a storyline. I mean, Brian Dable now, you know, he gets up on Tuesday, on, on Wednesday morning, right? And it's like, okay, um, they have a new offensive coordinator. They can't put in a whole new playbook, but we yeah. have no history of what this guy's going to do. You know, okay, now they're putting in uh, a rookie quarterback who has started a game, so they have film on him starting a game, and they have, you know, he came in off the bench one game. Um, so they have some of that. They have preseason looks on him. They have some of that. But, yes, they don't know exactly what, you know, they don't think, you know, you know, Dable said, look, they're not going to change everything. You know, the defensive coordinator's there. Uh, they're not, they, you can't change everything in a week, but right, do they go back to, you know, running the ball? You know, Josh Jacobs is averaging 3.1 yards a carry. I mean, how is that possible? Mm. 3.1 yards a carry for the guy. But as you guys said, I guarantee yeah. you, what did Devontae Adams have? One or two targets last week? Antonio Pierce will tell. Yeah, it wasn't good. Oh, yeah. Throw the ball to him, okay? You know, I, I I used to play defense. I know that guy can beat could beat an offense. Just throw the ball to him. So um, it will look different. The Giants don't just don't know how different it will look. Final thoughts in this A block before we throw to know your enemy, guys. Final thoughts. Well, listen, I think the Giants. This is a scary game for the Giants, to be honest with you. I mean, they 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 have to go in here and beat a team that's reeling with an interim head coach. And that's going to be a challenge. But the Giants just have to focus on who they are. Don't worry about the offensive coordinator and what that offense is going to look like. The defense we know can play at a high level, uh, so not much worried there. Just interested to see if there's any rust with Andrew Thomas and Daniel Jones and Saquon and this whole offensive unit without Waller. So that would be my concerns right now. Paul, another thing, the Giants are going out there with Leonard Williams. First game without Leonard Williams. Um, what, are your, what were your thoughts on the trade? Do you think the Giants won that trade? Well, let's see who they pick with the second-round pick next year. Um, <laughs> right. Look, look the, 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 um, um, it's hard to say, slap anybody on the back and say, great job with the trade when you just made your team weaker. You know, you just made your team weaker. There's no question about it. And um, – uh, they did not shop Leonard Williams. You know, I know for a fact Joe Shane wasn't on the phone saying, you want this guy, you want this guy. They came to him. Seattle came to him. And mm. once that second-round pick was floated out there, um, Shane said, okay, we got to think about this hard. They brought Leonard Williams in. They talked about it. Does it make sense? Does it not make sense? And, you know, you know, with his blessing, they sent him to – not that they needed his blessing, but they sent him to Seattle. Um, you know, he just went from a 2-6 team to a 5-2 and two team. You know, you know, I don't know what he thinks about Seattle. 
but it's not a bad way to go into a contender. Um, um, what I think about the Leonard Williams trade is it reverberated in the locker room, okay? Xavier McKinney said, I hate it, okay? I hate it. He was a leader, and he said it sucks to lose a guy of his caliber. And he said, interesting, you know, McKinney was treading the line here. He said, I thought our mindset as a team was to win right now, not future stuff. Okay, this is not mm. popular. You guys know. If you trade away a good player, it's not popular. Dexter Lawrence looked like he just lost his 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 best friend. Yeah. You know, Dexter Lawrence. You know, it's interesting. Though, and and this is smart when you talk about Antonio Pierce being a leader. That locker, right? Dexter uh, um, Leonard Williams' locker now becomes empty, right? Bobby Okereke went into that locker. Smart, right? Smart. The kind of like, I'm going to be here for Dexter. I know Dexter's hurting now. I'm the middle linebacker, right, guys? Yeah. Smart. Antonio Pierce would have done something like that. You know, quietly, I got you, man. I, you know, I know you're a team. You know, because look, Dexter and, and Leonard were very close. Dexter said he did not see it coming. I was naive to it. And he said, I didn't see why, and I still don't understand why. You know, you know, Dexter is kind of like a, he's a little bit of a naive guy in a good way, in a positive way. I just go play my butt off, and we all go play our butts off, and the record is what it is. We just go play. I dominate the guy, you know, across from me 80% of the time, which is what he does. He said, I, you know, I don't understand it. So that is a storyline. Um, um, if things get tough inside there this week, you know, and, and how it affects Dexter, I mean, there's no question. Leonard Williams did a lot of sacrificing to have Dexter kind of star on this off uh, defensive line now. So, you know, Ashawn Robinson is okay, but he's not Leonard Williams. So that is something to watch, you know, the, the repercussions on the field and off the field, because um, as much as they, oh, no, we're not raising the right white flag. We're not raising the white flag. You just gave a really good player away, and they may get a great player with the second-round pick, or they may get a bum with the second-round pick. We don't know. And the guys in the locker room don't give a darn about that second-round pick right now. They don't give a darn about it. They know that one of their best players left, and that's something to watch. Times back in 07, we, I don't think we had a player traded at the deadline. So that's not something that we would worry about having to linger over and all at that time. But you think with this Giants team, you think you can see a change in effort or lack of going for it? I don't think so. Um, you know, the NFL is a business. It's the unfortunate part when you lose good players. But a second-round pick, if you look across the league, Chase Young – they only gave a third-round yeah. pick for him. Yeah, I mean, this is a 30-year-old defensive tackle who's been good, not great, and you get a second and a fifth. Um, I just think the value was too good to pass up, and it sounds to me, if you listen to the conversation and you listen to Leonard Williams' press conference in Seattle, they gave him the say-so whether he could stay or go. It felt like that's – I'm not putting words in his mouth, but it sounded like Joe Shane kept him and his agent informed of the whole process – and Leonard and his agent decided to leave. So you can look at it that way, too. Don't look at it like the Giants shipped him off because they really didn't. You'd almost say Leonard Williams wanted to leave, which it sounds like he did. So if I'm the Giants, I don't really, in the locker room, I just say, you know, he made a business decision for himself because he is a free agent at the end of the year. Uh, Seattle's a good team. He's got Julian Love out there. I think uh, Leonard's from the West Coast. So I wish him well. I think he's an awesome Giant. I think he's a great guy. Uh, fun guy, people loved him, and that's why it hurts. It's, it hurts more because you lose a good guy. Yeah, football piece is the football piece. Um, you know, we've got guys that will hopefully, in numbers, do what he can do, but uh, that's why it sucks because you lose a, a good dude from the locker room.
Yeah, if you guys follow Leonard Williams on Instagram, right now his story, his IG story is still up. He's in the locker room, Frank Clark, all those guys bouncing around. And then you see he's quoted saying, it feels good to play for a winning team. You know, at the end of the day, like mm. you said, it's a business so. decision. Players, we want to go to the playoffs. You want to play in the playoffs. You want to win the Super Bowl. So he did a great job putting himself uh, in position to get closer to winning a Super Bowl and achieving that ultimate goal. All right, we broke that down. Great A-block, guys. A lot of storylines going on in, the, in this game. Obviously, Josh McDaniels out, Antonio Pierce, Pierce in. Let's see how Raider Na- Nation feels about everything that's going on with this team. I caught up with Graphic Raider of the OLV Raiders Network in this week's Know Your Enemy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's break down Sunday's Giants-Raiders matchup with Graphic Raider of OLV Raiders Network on YouTube. My man, thanks for jumping on with us. Where are you at right now? It looks like you're in the Raiders locker room right now. This is exactly where we got rid of Josh McDaniels and David <laughs> okay. Ziegler. All right. Well, yeah, that's, man, so. that, that, thank you for helping them pack. I hope you uh, <laughs> brought them to their Uber. Let's start with that news. Obviously, they got fired in the wee hours of the nights. Give us yeah. your thoughts on their short time as head coach and GM. Do you think that fire them, firing them after only eight games was the way to go? I think it was. In terms of Josh McDaniels, I, I thought that Ziegler would have a little bit more leash. Um, but uh, it ended up being true that they were a package deal. Um the players, Devontae Adams was fed up. You know, Max Crosby, there was a lot of rumblings about these superstars being disgruntled behind the scenes. And apparently Mayor Mark, you know, took it upon himself to go actually have some lunch um, and speak with a few of his superstar players. And they kind of shared, you know, um, their experiences with Josh McDaniels and the culture that he was trying to build. And it just wasn't a good one, man. And, um, you know, with Max Crosby, with, with you know, being in his prime right now, Devontae yeah. Adams being in yeah. his prime, it's like you have to take advantage of that. And and right now, you know, this just isn't good football, man. We're one of the highest paid offenses in the NFL. I think $105 million um, directed towards the offense. And we have one of the most miserable offenses in the NFL. And it just doesn't make any sense. And we haven't been able to find a way to get Devontae Adams involved in a game. It's just, I think the game is passed up, Josh McDaniels. And I just think without Tom Brady and Bill Belichick there, it just mm. it's just not what it's supposed to be. I think that Tom Brady is the system. I don't think that Josh McDaniels is the system. Well, that's the player's point of view. You mentioned Max uh, Max Crosby and Devontae Adams. Fan-wise, you know, this Raiders fan base, they'll let you know uh, oh, yeah. when they when they have a problem with you. What was what was kind of like the fan reaction to it all out there? Um, we we were kind of all holding pitchforks, man. I'm going to be honest. For a minute there, everybody was ready to boycott, not go watch the games. Um, you know, it's just – it's, it's very tough, man. We, look, we've already been through 40 years of football purgatory as is. We haven't won anything really since 84, 83, 84. And, you know, we just thought with him coming in, instantly making the trade for Devontae Adams, bringing him in to pair him with Derek Carr, his best friend, we just thought that we were on the rise. You know, you go trade, you know, you go get Chandler, uh, Chandler Jones in free agency. And now you see what happened with him. Um, you know, you move on from Darren Waller, which you guys have now, uh, which ended up being a, a good deal for us. You know, us with Raider Nation, we kind of got tired of the injuries piling up. 
Um, but Hunter Renfro, a, a guy that, you know, was a pro bowler in 2021 and led us in receptions. Um, this was the guy in, in, in receiving yards that we thought was going to be that slot presence that Josh McDaniels liked to utilize like his time with the Edelmans, you know, those guys in New England. And it, he hasn't found a way to get him, yep. you know, utilized. And for for Hunter, a guy that's so calm, cool, and collected, for him to want to get out of, of Las Vegas, yeah. it's, clear, it's clearly a problem, man. You know, so it, it's just the writing was on the wall. Um, it looked as though the players weren't fighting for him um, against the Chicago Bears. It just was a terrible effort a few weeks yeah. back. And just another poor performance Monday night. It was just, it was it was time. And Ziegler, though, was kind of a little shocked um, because, you know, we haven't really got a chance to see what his first two drafts, um, you know, look like. The first one doesn't look really too good outside of Dylan Parham, our starting left guard. But, you know, with Zeus, our, our backup running back and uh, Britton Brown, a lot of these guys, they're not even, they're not getting any reps or they're on the IR for, you know, Matthew Butler, another defensive tackle that's on the practice squad, Neil Farrell, he's a chief. That first draft class, I'm like, I'm going to give Ziegler a little wiggle room because he traded our first and second uh, second round draft picks for Devontae Adams. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. This draft, I thought we went, we had a great a great draft, but they haven't found a way to, to get these guys involved in the offense. Trey Tucker, a guy that we um, used that Darrell Waller pick for, who was a playmaker, they can't find a way to get the ball in his hands. Michael Mayer, probably the best tight end um, in this draft, haven't found a way to get him. It's just... He hasn't done anything right, man. He hasn't whole, done anything right. A whole laundry list of things you can list off right now. But it's a new day in Vegas. Interim yeah. head coach Antonio Pierce takes over. He knows the Giants organization very well. He's actually one of my former teammates. So what are you yeah. expecting from AP on his head coaching debut? Um, I'm expecting he's a rah-rah guy. You know, he's a player type guy they're gonna fight for him and we already have the talent on this roster that's the thing like I don't know what happened it, it had to have just been Ziegler and Josh McDaniels that happened to this team because there's so much talent across the board the offensive line gotten worse you know in, in year two under him I think that these guys are gonna come out and fight I think Josh Jacobs is gonna have his first hundred yard um, you know game against the New York Giants I think that Antonio Pierce is gonna preach to these guys how much this game means to him because this is his former team. Um, and I think Devontae and Max are going to be, they're, they're going to feast this upcoming week because of it. And I, I like Antonio Pierce. I think he's going to allow his guys to do what they do. Patrick Graham, our defensive coordinator, which has looked good these past two or three weeks. I think he's not going to change too much on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I just think that he's going to be that guy that the players can go to. He's going to be the guy that's going to be in those pressers saying, put it on me. It's my fault. He's not going to be the guy like Josh McDaniels throwing his players under the bus. Yeah. And I'm excited to see, you know, these guys fight for him because he was a player. He knows what these guys are going through. And um, I'm just excited to see him on the sideline first time with it with a headset on. Man, I'm, I'm really excited to see what he can look like against his former team. Yeah, you mentioned Patrick Graham. He was former Giants defense coordinator. Seems like there's all types of ties uh, in this game. We'll talk about the defense in a little bit. Let's talk about yeah. this offense. News broke that the Raiders are promoting quarterbacks coach Bo Hardegree to offense yeah. coordinator. What do you think the Raiders offense is going to look like on Sunday with Hardegree calling the plays? And <laughs> there's even more news. What's your thoughts? on Jimmy G getting benched and the team going with Aiden O'Connell as QB1? I was uh, a little shocked about the Bohar degree. Um, you know, I thought it was going to be Mick Lombardi. Then they ended up firing him. Um, then I thought it was going to be Scott Turner, um, a guy that we brought over from the commanders. I thought maybe they would hand the keys to him. But to see Bohar, 
was a shocker to me. I'm gonna be honest, just like it was a shocker that I seen Antonio Pierce. I thought Patrick Graham or Rob Ryan would have been the ones, you know, one of those guys to to, to be the head coach moving forward as the intern. But um, I expect not too much change. I, I think that he's just gonna let the players go out there and play to their strengths. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's a short week now without Josh McDaniels here, so maybe a little more vanilla offense. Um, Josh McDaniels, his he tries to overcomplicate things. He wants to look like the smartest guy in the room. And I'm not trying to beat him up now that he's not here, but it's just true. And I think that, you know, with Bo, I think he's going to go out there. He's never been an offensive coordinator, um, you know, in his career. I just think that he's going to go out there and say, look, you guys go play your game. You know, you know, the playbook It's too early to change anything. Just go out there and play your game. And um, I'm excited about Aiden O'Connell. Uh, uh, you know, with, with Jimmy G and, and Brian Hoyer, you know what they're good at. You know what they're bad at. Most importantly, you know what they're bad at. You know what you're, well, you know what you're getting with these guys. With Aiden, he's the only question mark. And you know when he he came in against the Chargers um, last minute, had a, you know had a poor game. I mean, he's a rookie. He hasn't had any real any real reps at the NFL level. Um, had a few fumbles, but he has the arm, you know, to 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 spread the defense out. And that's what we've been missing with Jimmy G. They just been stacking the box and not allowing Josh Jacobs to get his game going. And with Aiden, he he, he can let that thing fly. So I'm excited to see, you know, what the kid, the young kid can do out of Purdue. Um, he can make every every pass. You know, there's always been the comparison, um, you know, with this with this throwing movement of, of Tom Brady. He has the velocity. He has everything it takes to get it done at the next level. I'm just excited to see because he's a question mark. You know, yeah. we, we don't know what he can do and what he can't do. We know what these other guys can and can't do. So I'm just excited to see what this kid can do. And it, you know this. It's, it's a young quarterback's league. You know, it's not like back in the day where you can go get – you know, one of these former all pro first ballot guys and just they, they'll come in and win you a championship. This is the Patrick Mahomes League, the Josh Allen, the, the Joe Burrow League. I'm excited to see what this young guy can do uh, Sunday against the Giants. Yeah, it's it's I'm waiting to see what Wink Martindale is going to do when it comes to how he's going to play him, how much time or how much film he's been able to watch. Because like you said, young guy came in late in that Chargers game, doesn't have too many reps to put on tape. But at the end of the day, you got to stop Devontae Adams because you know the ball. I'm thinking at least 12 targets to Devontae Adams. But that's yeah. going to be a great matchup to watch him against Tay Banks. Uh, he's wow. been pretty lights out as in terms of playing that corner in his rookie year yeah. for the New York Giants. Let's Riverside it. Talk defensively. Patrick Graham is your DC. Max Crosby is the man. Six and a half sacks on the year. It's looking like Daniel Jones is going to be back as quarterback one this Sunday. The Giants offense really doesn't score that much. So yeah. you think the Raiders defense has the advantage in this matchup and why? I do. Um, you know, I, I, Daniel Jones, man, one thing he can do is escape the pocket and make plays with his legs. Um, that offensive line has been really poor out there um, for the Giants this year. I do expect Max Crosby to have a big game, especially with the news coming of, of Josh McDaniels, you know, um, being relieved of his duties. Um, I'm expecting a big game also from our other side, you know, um, the edge rusher Tyree Wilson, our first round pick out of mm. Texas Tech. You know what I mean? Um, I, I truly believe that he's gonna, he's gonna unlock that full potential this weekend. Um, the defensive line has been kind of a blessing in disguise this year. It's, it's kind of been a little quiet from the interior of the defensive line, but um, I'm just hoping that the two edge rushers can open up that, you know, just open up that D line this week and get to Daniel Jones. One thing we have to do is try and keep him in the pocket as much as possible because, you know, we call him Vanilla Vic around here. You know, he, he can get loose and he, he use those legs. He can definitely destroy you. Um, I know he's just coming back from that injury, so I don't know really what to expect from Daniel Jones. I, I kind of liked what Tyron Taylor was looking like in that offense. 
Um, I mean, that's not really saying much because we both have two poor offenses, you know, but I think this weekend with Aiden O'Connell, the offense finally explodes. Um, but uh, yeah, man, Max, big day for Max. Yeah. Maybe even another pick six from the veteran Marcus Peters. He finally got his feet wet against Detroit. Um, I think Graham's going to have these guys ready. This means a lot to him as well, you know, facing his, his, his former team. So, um, yeah, man, I, I don't really know what to expect from that offense. Is Darren Waller, is, is the hammy? Is, is, it, is it there? Is, is, is uh, it, is he... Limited in practice, so it's one of those things where we're going to see how he feels, I guess, on game day. But you, de- Giants yeah. offense definitely needs him in that lineup. And then you got the receivers on the outside, the big play receivers, if they have time for Vanilla Vic to get the ball downfield, really push the ball downfield. And that's something Tyrod Taylor did very well. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see Daniel Jones, Mike Kafka go up against Patrick Graham, Max Crosby, and the rest of this Raiders defense. A uh, graphic Raider, tell the people real quick where they can find you at oh man olv raiders network on youtube um twitter at graphic raider um and on instagram um at graphic 916 also oaklasvegas.com so salute to you man hey i, I want to say this too i can't wait to see jacory and ben and uh and banks out there re- reuniting oh, yeah. those maryland boys okay it's gonna be some fun watching those guys out there at the corner position uh come sunday man yeah it's gonna be a great game man and uh can you tell whoever left their slippers out in the background come on man clean that up the locker room <laughs> looks clean that's a fine bro that's a fine <laughs> we appreciate you jumping on with us man yes sir appreciate you for having me brother Graphic Raider. Appreciate that, my man. Raider Nation is just as much, if not as excited for Antonio Pierce to be coaching in his first game as a lot of Giants fans are. So that's going to be interesting to watch. Appreciate him coming on. Now it's time for the prop bets, the random stats, the predictions, and of course, the final thought. Guys, I got three random stats that I grabbed off the web, and I'm going to put you guys on the spot. You each get 20 seconds to answer to it and why. Paul, I'm going to get you on first, Paul. Here we go. The Raiders. The Raiders are winless when tied at the end of the first quarter since since the 2021 season. That's tied for worst in the NFL. Which team is winning at the end of the first quarter and why? 20 seconds go. Giants will be leading because they score a ton of points in the first. Oh, no, they don't score a ton of points in the first quarter. But Hmm. uh, Wink Martindale against a rookie quarterback and Daniel Jones back in the saddle, I think will add some stability. So I think the Giants can out to a good start here. They'll be winning after the first quarter. Tines. Yeah, easy one for me. Uh, Saquon, Daniel Jones, Jalen Hyatt, Andrew Thomas, most important piece, I think, on the whole offense. Give me the Giants. I think they're 7-0 first quarter. Giants will have the lead in the first quarter. I'm thinking 0-0 in this first one. I know the emotions are going to be high. You might see a flea flicker or something, uh, but I don't think anyone's going to get into the end zone or put anything Mm -hmm. up on the board. That's going to be something to watch, though, that first quarter for sure. Uh, Times, I'm going to start with you. The Raiders are winless, 0-3, when making less than five explosive passes in a game this season. That's tied for the worst in the NFL. Mm -hmm. How many do they have this game? I think they'll have less than five. So, uh, you know, this this rookie quarterback, he'll be able to get the ball. Looks like studying the film. He likes Jacoby Myers a lot. It seems like he's open. Uh, he tries to get the ball to Devontae Adams a lot. But I think that that's going to be the Giants' focus on defense is Devontae Adams. They'll give some underneath stuff. But uh, he'll have under five explosive plays. Paul. I think under five now. The last we saw the Giants' defense, they were giving up back-to-back 29-yard mm-hmm. catches um, mm-hmm. at the end of regulation, which is just – 
sickening and uh, you know it was just an awful way to end that game you know a, a really good defensive performance but um a different situation here um and, but but i do think they're going to try to force feed Devonte adams like you guys said i mean you know antonio pierce is there and it just you know josh mcdaniels is not there and it just they're just going to throw the ball to him a lot but i think under five five's a lot I'm going to go with the overall on this one. I'll, I'll go with maybe five. That he, He's going to have three on his own. He This is a man that when you see a helmet get slammed and he he's cursing and he, he gets the out, you have the meeting with the owner, he's going to put it upon himself to try and win this game. He wants targets. He wants the ball. And we're talking about a generational wide receiver. I think he gets three on his own. The other two, I don't know where they come from, but I think Devontae Adams gets three. Last but not least, uh, the uh, I, who did I start off with? Well, I'll go to you times the Raiders are winless when committing two or more turnovers this season that's tied for worse in the NFL Raiders turnovers 1.5 over under yeah over for me um the Giants have done a really nice job in the last three games of getting turnovers last four really um oddly enough they have not converted those into victories but I think against a rookie quarterback we saw what they did against Sam Howe in the in the in the uh, commanders this guy's even younger more inexperienced. I'll go over here for sure. Paul. I mean, I mean, the smart money is probably over. I'll go under just because I think they may be careful with, with, with this quarterback. You know, I think they may, um, you know, I mean, as much as we want to say they're going to throw the ball down the field and target Devontae Adams, which I just said, he is a rookie. And uh, as, as long as uh, Josh Jacobs can get anything, I mean, the guy's not, not, he's averaging 3.1 yards a game, but he's a really good running back. He had 1,600 yards last year. So I think they're going to try to do more of that. So I'll say under just because I don't think they want to put this rookie quarterback in harm's way if they can help it. I'm going to go over. I think they get one interception, but I think either Micah McFadden or Bobby O'Karake punches a ball out and creates some sort of fumble. Those two, they've been absolutely lights out uh, the last couple of games, so I see them being the turnover machine that they are and really anchoring that linebacker core. All right. Now it's time to get into the player prop bets. We've been talking about Devontae Adams. Obviously, he's going to get, I think, over 10 targets this game. Uh, Paul, I'll start with you. Devontae Adams, 74 and a half receiving yards over under. Go. Uh, history says no based on this season, but I'm going to say yes. I agree. Like, you know, I, like I said, I don't think they're going to turn this rookie quarterback loose, but um, they're going to have to throw the ball to somebody. Uh, he's a really, really, really good player. I don't know about generational, as you said, but he's really, really good. Um, yeah, I think I'll go. He can get 75 pa- uh, receiving yards for sure. Tynes. I'm going to say under, and, and here's why. The bank is closed on Sunday, and Deontay Banks is probably going to travel with him. And I'll say this. The chemistry, where's the chemistry between Aiden O'Connell and, and Devontae Adams? That takes a lot of reps, thousands and thousands of reps. I think there'll be some miscommunications. Deontay Banks gets his hands on some footballs. I think under. The bank is closed, but I see Aiden O'Connell using the mobile app. You know, I think he's – Devontae Adams, I think he's going to go over 74 and a half. I think he'll have like a buck 20. I, this is just one of those games where he's just going to star and, and shine. Uh, Josh Jacobs, 73 and a half rush yards over under times. Go. This is the one I like over. Uh, oh, Knowing Antonio Pierce and what he's about, I, I think they're going to come in and really, like Paul mentioned earlier, protect this quarterback a little bit. I, I think they really lean on the run. Their offensive line is pretty good. They've got some big guys up there, strong guys, continuity. And Josh Jacobs is a good runner. Uh, so I'm going to say over here, I think he gets 
you know, gets going a little bit. Again, the Giants have consistently let people run the ball except for last week against the Jets. So I'll say over for Josh Jacobs here. Paul. Uh, yeah, the Giants did a great job on Brees Hall last week. And, I mean, they yeah. lost him on a screen pass for 50 yards, but he did not gain anything on the ground at all. That was a great job by them. Um, I'm going to say over because of the attempts. I think he's going to get a bunch mm. of attempts. You know, look, here's the thing. I don't know if any of us, I'm not going to speak for you, you two guys, but does any of us think the Giants are going to get a big lead here? The Giants never get a big lead, right? They barely get a lead ever. So are they going to make the Raiders throw the ball? Probably not. You know, it'll probably be a one-score game most of the way here. So they won't be, you know, out of sorts offensively. So I think Josh Jacobs gets, you know, more than 20 carries, and he can get 75 yards with more than 20 carries for sure. You're going to say more than 20 carries to a receiver? Wow. We're going to watch a run game. Uh, I think it's going to be the under on this one. Leonard Williams may be gone, but Ashawn Robinson, Nacho stepping in the game, and maybe even Jordan Riley getting bumped up. I look at his spot, that's something that could be interchangeable with the, with the new player. As long as Dexter Lawrence is still the anchor in within that defensive line, I see the defensive line still being solid. And the Giants defense has done a great job against the run uh, these last couple of weeks. So I'm going to under on this one. Jacoby mm. Myers, 52 and a half receiving yards. I have him on my fantasy. Yeah, over for me. I mean, this looks like uh, Aiden O'Connell's favorite target uh, watching the two games back that he's played in. Uh, he really likes Jacoby Myers. And Jacoby mm. Myers is a good player. He's yeah. open a lot. Um, you know, Cordell Flott will probably get that assignment. Um, but I think, you know, that's a, a, a mid number, 54, 55 yards. I think Jacoby Myers goes over that uh, and has a pretty solid game. So over for me. Paul. I think under because, um, you know, I can't keep on saying that they're going to protect the quarterback. And I think Devontae Adams is going to have a bunch of yards and give everybody a bunch of yards and to say they're protecting the quarterback and they're going to run the ball. So I'll say under um, Dory Jackson, you know, <laughs> did that that last awful pass interference penalty notwithstanding in the overtime against the Jets, you know, is a is a good enough player to deal with Jacoby Myers. Yeah, I'm going to go under as well. I think Hunter Renthrow gets some balls this game. I think that's another guy you got to get add to this offense. They also have a really good tight end, man. He made some really big catches against the Lions. I forget his name. Uh, it's escaping me right now. But I think that ball gets, if you are going to protect him, and, and Devontae Adams will have safety help over the top of him, Mike, Michael Mayer is the tight end. I see Aiden O'Connell spreading the ball out and just taking what the defense gives him. Uh, there was only one player prop bet I saw for the Giants this week. Obviously, it's it's uh, with Saquon, 71 and a half rush yards. Paul, I'll go with you. Over, under. Over, over, over. He's, he's um, you know, <laughs> the, you know, you got a guy on a, on a one-year contract. You know, he came back and had, you know, how many carries did he have in Buffalo? A ton, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, they're not like, let's save Saquon here for anything. You know, 36 carries last week. I mean, that was that was incredibly impressive performance. Not that he had a million yards. He had yeah. 128. But that literally they handed the ball to him and everybody in the building and all 11 players on the Jets knew he was going to get the ball. And he, he endured. You know, he didn't, like I said, he didn't run for 300 yards, but he endured. Very tough situation. And got better as the game went on. So I think Sa they'll, they'll, you know, Daniel likes Saquon. He'll hand the ball to Saquon. You know, he'll find a way to get 72 yards in this game, sure. Tines. Yeah, I think over, you know, you're going against the 30th ranked rush defense. They give up 140 yards a game. And to your point, we didn't get to talk about it enough because of all the other storylines. One of the best games I've ever seen Saquon Barkley have in his career. And you can call that hyperbolic, whatever you want to do. But I just, as the game went on, he just really looked stronger. Almost like one of those mid-90s Emmett Smith type of games where you just feed the running backs, feed the running backs. 
I uh, hated that they lost the game because that was that was fun to watch. So easy for me. Thirtieth ranked rush defense. Saquon goes over. Yeah, I'm gonna go over as well. Uh, you look at Jameer Gibbs with the Lions and what they were able to get like eight, nine a pop with him sometimes on those first down runs. I see Saquon hitting that hole, getting getting up the field, getting north south. Uh, you don't see him dance that much anymore. He's picking a hole and he's getting uh, sh- sh- running straight through it and he's running w- angry almost. So I, I go over on that one. Uh, total points thirty seven and a half times. Go ahead. <laughs> this well, the Giants average eleven point nine, and and the Raiders average fifteen point eight. So I'm just going to go back to my Troy University degree and do math, simple math here. It doesn't pencil, so I'm going to go under. No need for the TI eighty three calculator on that one. You can nope, just go ahead and do the math all. yourself. Two of the worst teams on offense scoring in the league, <laughs> Paul. Uh, well, uh, uh, you know, far be it for me to um, go against the renowned uh, uh, Troy uh, mathematics department. Um, they, they they teach math at Troy. They they taught math at Troy. They do, Lawrence. They you know? do, yeah. They know. Okay, good, good, good. They said um, you kick the ball through the uprights. That's three points, right? That that was the math. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, I'm going to say over. You know, I'm going to say over. I mean, I think we're downplaying Daniel Jones coming back. I mean. He, he's a better quarterback than Tyrod Taylor. He's a better quarterback than, you know, Tommy DeVito, obviously. Um, I think he's refreshed, and I think he's going to bring something to this offense. And um, they may score two touchdowns in the game. They really might. And then uh, Graham Gano, we have to talk about Graham Gano. Hopefully he, you know, gets out to a nice surface in Vegas and kicks a few field goals and get this stuff out of his head. And um, I think the Raiders will score a little bit too. So um, you don't need to score a ton of points to get over 37 and a half. I think it's going to be over. The way our eyes just lit up when he said two touchdowns times, that's <laughs> – we're sitting here, they're going to score two touchdowns. Man, we'll score just be, two touchdowns. We're going to be <laughs> – Oh, man. Yeah. Fireworks. Uh, I'm going under on this one. Just, you know, like, again, the math ain't mathing until, like Paul says, until they prove it. They got to prove that they can go out there and score some points. All right, final thoughts. Uh, Paul, you go first. I'll go second. And times, of course, like always, kick us home. All right, final thoughts, uh, um, Brandon. I had to mention this to you. You know, tall, lanky wide receiver, right? You you, you don't like hearing about all these guys running the ball. Um, I asked Darius Slayton this week. He had 74 snaps on offense, right? Two targets in the game. You know, that hmm. Darius Slayton was really funny. You know what he said? He said, "Yeah, when you're nine years old, <laughs> you don't dream about lining up every play and knocking heads with the safety." <laughs> 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 and it was like, yeah, that was a bizarre game, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, he's he's a piece yeah. of work, uh, Darius Slade. He's a great guy. He didn't complain. He said, yeah, it's not what you dream about when you're nine, when you're nine years old. I'm sure it wasn't. Um, I think this game will be played differently. Um, he'll have more than two targets. My final thoughts are that um, um, an otherwise blah game between two teams that aren't going to make the playoffs is, is rejuvenated because – Antonio Pierce is the, is the coach on the other side and because Daniel Jones is coming back. And like I mentioned earlier, um, this is not some guy on the last year of his contract. we got to see Daniel pick it up here and everything yeah. like that. So I'm interested in seeing that. So I am, and I think the Giants can win this game because of that. If I was to talk to the Giants players, I'd tell them you beat the business. Now don't let the business beat you. If you're still in that locker room, you didn't get traded away. They have value for you. They have future plans for you, whether it be with the team long term or maybe ship you out later on. But right now you beat the business of it. Line up with your teammates. Line up with the guys that are there. Go out and and beat the business. 
you're playing a team that just had to make a business decision decision when it came to their coaching staff. You're playing a team that made a business move to bring up a former player who can galvanize a locker room, bring guys together, get these guys with a lot of energy to go out and, and, and try and fight you into a straight-up dogfight. That's Antonio Pierce. That's what he's preaching these guys. Be smart play together, and to fight hard. So you beat the business, now don't let the business beat you. Go out there to Vegas, win this game. Mathematically, you're not out of the playoffs yet, but just take it one game at a time. Don't let the business beat you. Tynes, kick us home. Yeah, no props this week. They don't deserve them. Uh, Going out to Vegas, this is going to be a tough challenge. I think early. I think the spirited football will, will show up early. The Giants are a better football team. And when you get Daniel Jones back, you get Andrew Thomas back, you get your pieces back. Last time Andrew Thomas, or I'm sorry, uh, Daniel Jones and Saquon were on the field together, they scored 31 points in a half. Um, I think the offense will get going to some extent. I think I still think it'll be a little rusty. Waller's not going to be there. But this is there's must-win games. There's things like that. This is a can't-lose game. You cannot, yeah. if you're Brian Dable, lose this game. You absolutely cannot lose this football game. You cannot go out – to an interim head coach and lose to the Raiders. I love Antonio Pierce, and I hope he wins every game after this one, and I'm going to be rooting for him, and I'll be pulling for him a little bit tomorrow, or, or I mean Sunday. But you can't lose this game. So give me the Giants here 20-7. to 7. I think it's comfortable. I think it's a comfortable win. I think it'll be enjoyable for Giants fans. Finally, we deserve it. But give me the Giants here comfortably, 20-7. Times, you know who lost to an interim head coach last year? I do. I do. It was the Raiders. Jeff Gosh. Saturday beat them last year. Yep. Yep. Um, Somebody did they return the favor? Go ahead. I hope not. I hope not. My God. It, it, you know, Dable's seat's not hot. I really don't believe that. No. But you lose this game and you got Dallas next week. Oh, boy. Yeah. Not good. Got to win this one. Can't <laughs> lose. It's a can't lose. It's can't lose this game. Hey, uh, great show, fellas. Uh, Paul, safe travels out there to Vegas. Remember, put 15 down on black for me. Uh, Stay thank off you. the slot machines, Paul. <laughs> Stay off the slots. I don't want to hey, see a picture what, what, what of happens you on in TMZ Vegas with next me? to Mark Davis playing Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> what, what, what happens in Vegas with me stays in Vegas, guys. That's it. All right. All right, you're not going to hear it on the post-game show. Uh, But thanks for watching the Blue Rush preview show. And make sure you keep up with Blue Rush by subscribing to the show and the podcast on whichever podcast platform you prefer and and by subscribing to the New York Post Sports and SNY YouTube pages. New episodes come out Mondays after the game and Thursdays going into the game. It's Giants Raiders live from Vegas on Sunday for Lawrence Tynes, Paul Schwartz, and our entire production staff. I'm Brandon London. Thanks for watching Blue Rush.